you, me, and CBD. Thanks everyone for joining us for another episode where we learn about CBD. And so this is why we know cannabinoid science is not fake because we can actively watch receptor sites have interaction with these molecules that have a physiological effect, whether you believe it or whether you don't. Welcome, everyone. Hi, everybody. How's it going? <laughs> Hi, it's Richard. It. And we are on uh, another episode where we're going to uh, just appreciate the listeners that we have, those that contribute and those that give us feedback. We love it. Yes. And today we have a good episode. We do. We do. And uh, first, yes, I, I concur with Richard. We're grateful for... Uh, you listening and tuning in and giving us a shot and um, and we're grateful for CBD. Uh, it's a game changer in our world and in our lives and for the legislation. Okay, enough of that. So I could just go on and on. Anyway, welcome back and here we are for season three, episode seven. Wow. Yeah, and this one is kind of a, a a mind meld, and get ready, because it is CBD is not a placebo. Oh, really? Well, I, 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 no. <laughs> Hello? We, well, we have, we have the experts we that do, we'll, 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 be able to, we'll be able to uh, ask them some questions, and we'll have a good discussion, because I think that's what this is all about, just kind of a free-falling free-flowing discussion. Right, and this one will flow. But before we get into it, yes, we always want to kind of... Uh, do a front end. Do a... Exactly. That makes me cringy. Okay. Saying, and always we'll, like, oh, and, what's he going to do? And we what have a... Gonna, we have, have a fun... We have uh, your husband. Yeah, you invited my darling husband to come visit today, and I'm nervous because he's holding a knife... And what did you give him? You tell him. So, so in front of Steve here, and uh, he can he can. Hello, Richard, and our listeners. Yes. So, in front of Steve, he has a knife in his hand, and on a plate, he has a what? I have a lemon. A lemon, nice shiny yellow lemon. So, I would like you to take that lemon and the knife, and I'd like you to cut it in half. Okay. Okay. Smells nice. Smells nice. So now what you're going to do is I'd like you to take that lemon and I'd like you to just take a nice bite out of it, a nice juicy bite out of it. (laughs) Okay. Anything. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, you went for it. That was amazing. I didn't taste anything. Okay. So ex- describe that experience for us, Steve. Very acidic and sour, and it I couldn't breathe, and it, it choked me up. And in the room here, we can smell the uh, lemon. Yes, now my what? lips are burning. <laughs> so this, for our listeners, and many of you were probably, as Steve was biting into the lemon, you were probably getting that same sensation that Steve was getting right? You were probably thinking, oh, oh, I know what that tastes like, and I know what that doesn't. And basically what that is called is a learned response for our listeners out there. You were actually doing it, Steve. Yes, and I 
Got the taste. But our listeners, many of them might have had that same experience that you had because that is called a learned response, right? So think about our lives of learned responses that we have. Oftentimes people, when they have a, like a, um, like a mom who will, um, have a, uh, their child might have fallen down and, and cut their, their knee a little bit and they needed a little bandaid. And the mom will, first of all, maybe give the, the, give their child a kiss. And that kiss would help them feel better. And that's a learned response also. Okay. Now, well, I'm not going to give you a kiss. <laughs> He's ready to pucker up. Richard, come on. Sorry, I'll eat the lemon first. But the idea is, is that learned responses are all around us. And it's kind of fun to think about how responses come about. Okay. Steve, I have a question for you, though. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. If we put 10 lemons in front of you and you bit into every one of them, how would you expect, would you expect them all to be exactly the same? Uh, yes. I, yeah. Right. When we start talking about trained responses and so forth, it's based on our ability to make predictions for in nature, survivability and different things. You do these things because they're trained habits that help you survive. So when we start talking about things like, Pavlov, or we talk about placebo effects, we're trying to force an idea of conditioning that isn't necessarily based on the experience, which is actually a really weird way to think about the universe. If you took 10 CBD products and put somebody in front of them, they all have the exact same numbers, you'd have different effects. So what does that mean? Does it mean it's good? Does it mean it's bad? Does it mean what does it mean? That's what we're going to explore a little bit. Oh, Blake, what a wonderful introduction. So can we start with a, an explanation or definition of what the placebo effect is? Yes, Jeff, All go right. right ahead. So Blake's a scientist. Doug and I are pharmacists. We've read thousands of studies in our lives. So typically when the FDA is uh, evaluating a drug for approval – uh, they require the the manufacturer of the of the drug to do uh, a couple what are called randomized double blind placebo controlled studies. So randomized means that uh, you are are just randomly put into two different groups. So based on you try to match those two groups based on demographics, so age, gender, et cetera, so that the two groups look similar. But then double blind means that uh, the prescriber. Uh, and uh, the the patient does not know which arm they're being put into. There's a kind of behind-the-scenes the scientist who's tracking the data. So you're randomized into one of two groups, but nobody knows if you're in the group that's going to get placebo or active drug. Right. This is how right? both of my children yep. bought their first yep. iPhones. Yeah, and then placebo-controlled means just that, is that uh, one one arm of the study gets a dummy drug, right. right? Which is a, a sham product, right? So it's made to look like the drug, if it's a tablet or you get a, a you know, a, a fake injection, if it's an injectable drug, et cetera, whereas the other arm gets the active drug. And then the, the uh, FDA will evaluate at certain time points, um, the, basically the difference between those two arms. Right. Right. And so the interesting thing though, is almost a hundred percent of the time, 
um, the there is a benefit seen in the placebo group in the group of patients who don't receive drug. They actually get better. Huh. Now, usually, it's not as you know to the degree that. The, uh, the, the actual, efficacy that you see in the other arm. Now, sometimes yeah. it, sometimes there is no difference, and that's when you see drugs that don't get approved. But those dr- for the drugs that are approved, they have shown a difference between uh, the sh- the sham product and, and the active arm. But again, shockingly, interestingly, there's always almost 100 percent of the time there is some benefit in the people who receive placebo. So the question is, why is that? Well. You know, as just an everyday Joe off the street, which I am, no PhD, my thinking is they just want to believe that this is something that's going to make them better, right? You go in and and you think, of course, they're not going to give me the wrong drug. They're going to give me the right drug because they love me or or I'm me and, and, uh, and so, or my mom prayed that I would get the real drug so I wouldn't be yeah. called at three in the morning. It's just kind of that yeah. thinking, right? And you yeah. hope for better. Yeah. Like Blake said, you're, you're maybe predisposed to think that you might be getting the drug. And so you think you're going to have some benefit. So you have some benefit, you know, you're also, uh, you know, getting, um, you're, you're in a study. So you're, you know, you're getting a sham product or, or not a real drug. You, you are, are getting care. By, you, are, you are getting care, right? So there's, right. there's, there's reasons for this. So I think where we're going with CBD and what we're going to delve into here is that there's, there's, you know, what is a placebo effect? There's all, there's also probably an anti-placebo effect. Sure. So if you think CBD is a snake oil or something like that, then you're probably preconditioning yourself to not follow the science. And, you know, you're going into that and it's going to be harder to have a, to see a benefit. With one of my favorite examples of that, one of my, I, I love this example. We administered a balm to an individual who had had arthritis for their whole lives for the most part. And, you know, their fingers were so arthritic that they, you know, wouldn't bend. So wow, they just were all crumpled over and, you know, they had tried everything under the sun and nothing ever works. And within 10 minutes, they were waggling their finger at us, you know, that had been bent saying, I told you it wouldn't work. And yet their fingers had been unlocked. Right. They still were in a state of unbelief, even though physically we could tell. And so Jeff's stories, you know, it's not a story. The way the FDA works on this is extremely interesting because this is why you don't base actual scientific data off of just the way somebody feels. It's got to be quantitative. measured. Right. Because to Jeff's point, everybody under most of those circumstances feels better. Just like sometimes people will be like, well, I'm addicted to opioids and they get the placebo for a new opioid. And yet they still exhibit the signs of throwing up and having these other issues when they were given a sugar pill or something equivalent. The mind is a very powerful thing, but that's not how the FDA actually measures whether something's real or not. The way they actually do this is off of data. So this is another thing to think about. When you can't show how something works, you rub this oil on and it fixes everything, right? Mm -hmm. You tell me your symptom and I'll tell you how good this product's going to be to fix it, right? That's snake oil. That's not real where we can watch physiologically specific outcomes from taking a medication. And when those things happen, you watch bioavailability, you can watch it go up in the bloodstream. You see certain receptor sites, you know, activate those types of things 
indicate that there is an actual interaction despite whatever your brain is telling you. And so this is why we know cannabinoid science is not fake because we can actively watch receptor sites have interaction with these molecules that have a physiological effect, whether you believe it or whether you don't now. Right. Awesome. Right. Truly awesome. Truly awesome. Having said that, right. The biggest problem in the CBD industry is not all CBD is created equal. And so you could get product that is not efficacious because it's not the right dose. It could have contaminants. It could have other things in it that are lowering its, its effective ability. So now not only do you have something that's not supposed to be working and you believe it either does or does not is now a random variable that can affect your outcome or your, you know, what's happening with your particular molecules. So when we design all the stuff at Farmer and Chemist is designed specifically to be an efficacious dose, to be pure. The physiological outcome will be the same for almost all people on this planet. Now, some will have better degrees of, of how efficacious it is versus not. But in terms of the medicine, it would meet all the criteria for being a medicinal product versus, yeah, something that we're taking a guess on. So can I give you another real world example? Yeah, I love these. So uh, I have, so we've been doing this for four years now and we've seen all kinds of, we've had all kinds of different experiences uh, shared with us. So I've had, I've had multiple friends who have talked to me about their experience with CBD in the past, knowing that we have farmer and chemist and uh, you know, et cetera. So two people, I'm thinking about specifically have both ordered quote unquote CBD off of a well-known website. That not well-known website, farmer and not chemist. farmer and chemist. Um, that website actually does not sell or won't allow to be sold CBD, but there are quote unquote CBD products on that website. So one person has ordered from that website and used it and said, Oh, this works fantastic. Another friend has ordered off of that same website and said, hey, it didn't work at all. So I think CBD, the whole, I think CBD is just a, a sham and a joke, right? So two completely different responses. Neither one of them are actually getting CBD because right. it's, it's probably hemp seed oil or something it's hemp like seed that, oil. right? That's right. So I think that just reinforces the fact that a lot of this is perception. Your mind plays a role in your health. And so if you're, you know, so if somebody has, has tried quote unquote CBD in the past and it hasn't worked, that doesn't mean that if you try a quality product in the future, that it won't work. So, That's right. you know, part of that is, you know, not closing your mind to, you know, to say, Hey, I had a bad experience in the past because more than likely you weren't even getting CBD. Right. And, and that, I love that example because here's the other thing I would say in a real medication that's actually doing something that we can measure. Look on some level from just the medical side, it, it's, l- <laughs> How you feel about the, the medication is less important than getting the desired effect. Meaning that if we know we're actually lowering inflammation because the dose is appropriate and so forth, even if you didn't think that you feel better or you don't know, physiologically, we could say that you're in a better place by having had your inflammation drop as a result of a drug interaction physiologically in the body than if you hadn't taken anything at all, regardless of whatever your brain says. That's the science. That's the real part of that. And so 
just because you've tried something and it didn't work doesn't mean don't try a good quality product in the future. And also, if you have a product that you like and it's working for you, then that's also in some ways really good. Keep doing that. But if it changes, it may change its efficacious nature because maybe the product isn't what you think it is. So it goes back to what we've always been saying, right, is, you know, there, there is going to be a psychological component of healthcare. Sure, but, absolutely. But, right, but what we've always said is uh, CBD is like a drug. Um, there's science behind it going, you know, so it, this, there are studies being done now uh, it, that are, the form is the same way as, as drug studies have been done in the past. And so we're going to have more and more evidence come out over the next several months to years. Um, but along those lines is that it's important that when you are trying something, including CBD is make sure that you are buying and using a quality product. So in this market, what does that mean? That means you're, you're making sure that the drug contains what it says it's containing. So look at the ingredients, see how much CBD it actually has, see what else is in it, see what else is not in it. Make sure that it does, it's not contaminated. It doesn't have other, uh, like herbicides or pesticides or th- other things that can potentially be in these, these products. So, you know, a good product will have a certificate of analysis with it. So you can go to that and look at it and make sure that you're getting a high quality product. And then everything should be also uh, validated or registered with whatever state you're in. Right. Can, can I throw one more example that I love? Oh, by the go way, go to town. This, Richard this is, and I are both like, wow. this is one of my favorite things, by the way. And I'm going to get shot by somebody somewhere, either some pharmaceutical or some supplement company. So most people who do. So one of the reasons why people like the THC side is because you can actually feel the THC effect. Whereas like with CBD, you don't feel high or anything. So you don't really know if it works. And, you know, usually it's the non effect that you feel. So in my case, I have pain and then all of a sudden I'm pain free and I didn't really realize I was pain free. All of a sudden you're balanced. Then also, yeah. And then all of a sudden I feel like, Oh, I can reach for a shirt without my shoulder hurting. But I love this in, in topicals. You can throw, capsaicin into something that's heat activated. So capsaicin is a, is, is a molecule you can use to heat something up. Okay. It's, it's the same thing you get in, in peppers that or like cause a you the menthol burning. or something. Well, menthol has the cooling effect, right? But it's so the awesome, same idea, right? It's the same idea. So you rub it on your joint and you get this cooling effect. So obviously this must work super amazing. I can feel it working on my knuckle. That is nothing more than a placebo effect because menthol has not been shown scientifically to actually go in and fix a joint or whatever it is. But because you felt something, you assume that it works. And so it's really interesting how this plays into almost everything. And a lot of companies market specifically like this new icy roll on will change your life. It'll make you feel so much better when in reality it made your armpits feel cold. And so now you felt great or something. Well, yeah, I, uh, I, I, people often drive white cars because they feel that they aren't, they don't get dirty, but in reality is they're just as dirty as if you had a black car. It's just that you don't see it. That's right. And so there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that are out there in a world that cover up or masks things. And sometimes we put things in medicine 
that might mask the real problem? Is that what you're saying? Oh, I think that happens all the time. In fact, that's almost the entire THC side of the industry. THC has not been shown to have massive anti-inflammatory effects or anything, but we prescribe it for pain in medical markets. That doesn't mean it's wrong. It just means that you're masking your pain and not actually dealing with the inflammation. There are times and places that it's appropriate to mask pain, right? You have a shattered femur, no matter how much you, you lower the inflammation. That. Yeah, like you can't fix that with an anti-inflammatory. Pancreatic cancer, right? There's times and places where masking is extremely appropriate. But let's be clear, your THC didn't fix your glaucoma. Like that's not how that works. And just like that, your CBD also didn't get rid of your cancer. So let's just take a step back then. And what is it? that is in CBD that you're actually taking into your body. What, what is it that is making you feel better or that over time, what, you know what I'm saying? Maybe that's yeah. too basic. No, 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 no. That's, that's, it's a perfect way to say it. If it's a real medicine, it will have a physiological effect. So what is it actually doing? So CBD mimics GABA. So GABA is a neurotransmitter that your body produces naturally that has a whole bunch of different effects. You have two major GABA receptors that affect seven to, I don't know, you might help me a little bit on this, Jeff, but I think it's seven to nine physiological effects that GABA is ultimately responsible for. Two main receptor sites, multiple physiological effects. CBD mimicking GABA, your body can't tell the difference between the two, gets absorbed, and so it helps things with things like anxiety, things that GABA normally would affect. So as a medicine, we can actually modulate those areas, receptor sites, and show those firing. So that's a great example, right? There actually is a drug called gabapentin. Yep, It's used 100%. for epilepsy, right? So how does that work? You take a, a capsule or a tablet, uh, it, and it gets into your bloodstream, and, it, and then it's distributed throughout your body, and it binds to GABA receptors. So when it binds to the receptor, then through that receptor, now it attenuates or, or causes a downstream effect, an efficacy response. That's right. Right? So again, in our bodies, we have two cannabinoid systems, CB1, CB2. CB1 is typically in the CNS, and CB2 is more peripheral. So, um, so CNS. Like the central nervous central. system. Okay, so, so, so it's tied to your nerves. Yeah, and, and CB2 is, is more in the periphery. So... CBD periphery like, exterior yeah. body cellular. skin cellular cellular yeah. okay cellular okay. uptake sorry okay. thank you no so, you're perfect so you no, take CBD just like a drug it now binds to these receptors throughout your body and that's how you get an effect and they're all over our body so that explains to like Blake said that explains why it works for anxiety right why it works for sleep because it's binding that CB1 receptor system in your brains so can right? I can I think of it <clears throat> this way I have a cell phone. My cell phone battery dies. I charge my battery. It fills up or it powers. Is that the same type of thing with the receptor? Does the receptor fill yeah, it does. up? It does. So or my gas yeah, if you have a receptor there and, up with and there's gas. no drug in it or the drug doesn't fit in that receptor, then you're not going to have an effect because, right? Okay. Right? So CBD binds to the receptors and it fits in there mm -hmm. and now you get an effect from that. So it's like, but, yeah. And by the way, back to the, the main topic of placebo, yeah. the reason why placebos ultimately work is because you have some control over your neurotransmission yep. systems. You can cause your brain to release neurotransmitters in response to something you perceive. 
So therefore, it's sending out this signal to your body. Like the lemon. Like the lemon. You can have that effect where you feel your face scrunch up just by listening to it because you know what that feels like. You're having a physiological response to something you're experiencing. Experience is just communication between your nerve cells that are all neurotransmission. Is, is that why like I'm watching America's dumbest videos or whatever and somebody goes to crash and I think I'm going to die? I mean, it's that same yes, response. You're just like, oh, it, that's the response. But then there's somebody else who's laughing and they're having a dopamine response. Right. Right. And, and so that's, that's the big trick of like, I mean, this oh, America's is probably, funniest videos. Sorry. Yeah. Thank you. America's funniest videos. Yeah. You people. Uh, th this is, I mean, this is probably too philosophical for this particular discussion, but this is the nature of a lot of philosophical inquiry. What is real? What is not real? Right. Ooh, that sounds like another episode. Here we go. What is real? What is yeah. not real? With like, it, it, are, are we nothing more you, than me, a conglomeration of our neurotransmitters projecting data in between our cells and then us having a reaction oh. to it? Is it all based on external stimuli? Is it all right? All that aside, CBD mimics natural neurotransmitters so you get an actual physiological effect, unlike many things out there. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so, what a, I think this has been a fascinating discussion. I just wanted to see if maybe someone felt up to summing it up for us. Well, I don't know that that's me. Cause I'll, I'll take a stab me. and then you guys, you guys fill it in. Uh, there's still a, a misperception that CBD is a herbal supplement or it's a sham product. There's no science behind it because it's relatively new. CBD has been around for thousands of years, but it's only been legal since 2018. So the data and the science is catching up to what we know about it, but it is a drug that is well-established. Our bodies have receptors that bind to CBD and it has demonstrated benefits for all kinds of things. It's a very potent anti-inflammatory. It helps for anxiety. It helps for sleep, et cetera. And we've talked about that in other, in other uh, podcasts. So there's, there's science behind this. It is not a placebo. Well, well said, well done. And I've heard it many times sitting here at this very table. However, it, you know, sometimes I forget because this is not my field. Um, and it's always good to hear it again and be reminded of kind of the systematic fire, fire the, uh, what was it you just said? Nervous system? I kind of neurons. feel. Neurons. Fire the neurons. I feel like Samantha. Captain Kirk or something, yeah. you know. But it's just, it's a good reminder. So thank you. And thank you, everyone, for your help. And uh, Steve, particularly, for biting into that lemon. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to You, Me, and CBD. Please refer and friend or write a short review. And if you're in the Salt Lake City area, we'd welcome you to stop by our Farmer and Chemist store. Or you can always go to farmerandchemist.com. <laughs>